0: Here the sugar coat, I'm already above your Too much shelter causes pain. Let's just be real honest. Things are gonna knock you down. Avoidance will not help you out. It's talking through. You me, and you? Let's keep it real honest. Hello, family, friends, acquaintances, strangers, whoever else is choosing to listen to me with their time. Welcome. Um. I titled this episode Merry Christmas and Happy New Year because this will be my last episode of 2023. I currently am planning to come back in 2024. I just am exhausted and instead of like sitting here and recording a bunch of story behind the songs, I'm going to just take the rest of December to relax as much as humanly possible and to start planning out what I want to talk about next year. Um, thank you to everyone who has listened, especially those of you that listen every single week and shout out to the people who actually text me and email me responses to the questions that I put on here, because the whole point is to have conversations. Um, and I really, really like want to start a dialogue and actually be talking to you guys about these things. So thank you so much for everyone who is engaging in that, um, and helping me build a little community. I appreciate it a lot. Um, so today I don't really have a structure. I'm kind of going to ramble, so I'm sorry. Um, I'm starting with my word for 2024 is release. And usually my word kind of changes as the year goes or like whatever I think the context is at the beginning of the year. The context changes throughout the year. Um, but currently in this moment, I am talking about um, like literally releasing responsibilities from my life because I am so exhausted and just doing too much. Um, I do not recommend having three jobs literally ever in your life. I just do not recommend it. Um, I guess, well, maybe if each of your jobs is like, five to ten hours a week and you have three jobs to like make up a full-time job then maybe it would be fine um but yeah one of them is like literally releasing jobs (laughs) and then also releasing people releasing people's hold over me um releasing anger releasing fear And, you know, we're going to see how that how that happens in 2024. But the most immediate focus is releasing jobs. Um, I don't want to be a total downer. So I do want to mention some positive aspects of having three jobs. So I think I mentioned on a previous episode that I wanted to get out of debt very quickly, which like my debt payoff plan, I think was originally three years and I got it down to one year, um, which I'm very aware that I'm very fortunate that three years to begin with was never super long or excessive, but I think it was last year. I can't even remember. I think it was sometime last year that Elevation gifted everybody with Dave Ramsey's Financial Peace University course. And, I got about halfway through it and quit because I really didn't like it. Like, he really bothered me with a lot of stuff that he said. Um, but the philosophy of just, like, sell everything that you own, get extra jobs, eat off the floor, and don't don't have any fun until you're out of debt, I just think is ridiculous, honestly, to say to anyone. Um, then again, I've never been bankrupt. I've never maxed a credit card. So... I think that a lot of his course is for people that are in like dire situations and maybe that just didn't apply to me. But I do remember going through that course, just having an attitude about like, how dare he suggest that like I get another job. Um, and I remember praying to God for financial provision to get back to a place where I feel comfortable because I just don't like worrying about money. Um, both in the sense of like, can I pay my bills? But also like, if a friend asks me to go out to dinner or go see a movie, I want my decision to be solely based on do I want to see that movie? Do I want to eat at that restaurant? Do I want to spend time with that friend? And I don't want the can I afford the experience to be a factor in that because that can hinder a lot of relationships, which I think is unfortunate. But when I was praying about that, I really was just kind of wanting some money to fall out of the sky. <laughs> I was wanting a check to like show up in my mailbox to... Cover everything. Um, and what did fall out of the sky was another job opportunity and then another job opportunity. And I didn't even see it in the moment as an answer to my prayer. (laughs) Um, but it totally was, and it has been, and I'm totally grateful to have had the, the opportunities that I've had this year and the work that I've had. It's been great. It's been such a blessing And when I think back to like taking that Dave Ramsey course and thinking like I'm so exhausted working one full-time job like how is it even possible to have a part-time job on top of that or another job on top of that. And I remember like years ago um, having conversations with like my parents and just really struggling with like The 24 hour day, you know, and like in a day, it's like you get up and you shower and you eat and you go to school or work, and then by the time you get home from school or work, you eat again, and then maybe you watch a couple hours of TV and then you go to bed and you do it all again. And there's no time in the day for me to pursue like anything that I love unless I find a way to do my job for a living. And so now. That I have three jobs and two volunteer positions that are basically jobs four and five. Um, it's totally doable. I think that's the biggest thing that I've learned is it it absolutely is possible. It's kind of like I look at parents and I think like I can barely feed myself at the end of the day. How are you feeding and bathing children? And they're like, you just get energy when you have kids, you know, and it's the same kind of thing when you have three jobs and you're the type of person that does not let balls drop. You just get energy. The other thing that I've learned is that people really can be too busy to reply. And I think if not last week, I think it was two weeks ago on this podcast, <laughs> that I was complaining about why are people so bad at responding, like. We are live in an era where people are glued to their phones, right? It's like your phone is in your hand when you're sitting on the toilet, when you're eating, while you're watching TV. If you are in a Zoom meeting, your phone is in your hand and you're having another conversation. And I am just like, the only times that you cannot reach me is when I am driving because my phone is on Do Not Disturb or when I'm asleep, Or if I am in a work meeting where I am like screen sharing or presenting or speaking to where I can't see my phone or my other messages coming in, and I don't understand why some people take so ridiculously long to reply. Um, But here I am with my three jobs. You know what? I get up at 630 every day and I work from seven to one. And then I have a quick snack and I get ready and I go to the Polar Express from 1.30 to 8.30 or 9.30. And then I come home and I have a meal and then I work until midnight or 1am and then I go to sleep and I do it all again. And I check my phone when I'm going to the bathroom and when I'm eating. Um, and sometimes now in the past couple weeks that I've had three jobs, I've taken more like three days to get back to some people. Granted, I'm still getting back to them and three days is not so significantly long because I'm trying to get people to respond to me that it's been weeks or months and I'm just like, what is this? Um, but I will say it's been nice for me to have the experience of literally being too busy to reply. Like people have called and I haven't been able to answer the phone and I text them back and they're like, when are you free to chat? And I am like, literally not for another week and a half, like I just have too much going on. Um, so it has been nice to have that experience because that helps me have empathy for people when i text my friends and i want them to get right back to me or like it's been 5 days and i'm like what are you doing <laughs> like why are you ignoring me that like you know people um cuz i'm the type of person who's always said like nobody's that busy like if they want to talk to you they're not that busy and it's like you know it's possible that they're not busy but to be free and be in the mental space to have the conversation that the other person wants to have. It's like, it's kind of hard to align those things. Cause that's another thing is like a lot of times while I'm working from seven to one, a lot of times I'm not in meetings. Like I'm just sitting and knocking out work. So I am technically free. Like I could be on the phone while I do that, but I'm just so exhausted from seeing and talking to people the whole night at the polar express that I need to be in silence and I like don't want to have any conversations in the morning and I need to protect that time. I have also learned that my breaking points don't look like what I thought they would. Um, I kind of have always envisioned a breaking point as like a literal mental breakdown, like like a screaming, crying, lashing out at people Um, And my breaking point in this season has just been to be like, here's what I need from you. And if you can't give it to me, I'm done. (laughs) Like, it's just I don't have the time or the energy to explain anything to anyone. Um, And so, like, I pretty much have the same issue at all three of my jobs and my two volunteer roles which is that people just suck at communicating. And I am essentially a project manager in all of these roles, except the Polar Express, um, where I just am sending emails and texts every day, every week to follow up with people, like just following up on that, following up again, following up again And, you know, at the end of the day, I'm just like, I'm tired of following up. Like, I've been following up for weeks and months and you're not getting back to me. So I finally just put my foot down and I was like, look, I need you to start responding to me or I'm done. Like, I'm not going to do this anymore. It's not worth my time. It's not worth my energy. With the Polar Express, I'm like, y'all don't pay enough for me to wear this dirty costume and run up and down this train without food. (laughs) Like, you don't. I don't care. So I've have voiced my concerns with them. They have not responded to me. So I am like, I sent you one final email to give you a chance to address my concerns. And if you're still going to ignore me, I'm going to quit. And that's just that. Um, I'm fortunate to be in a position where I can quit a job because I know some people like have to do all of the work that they're doing. Um, But I think it has, it's been... Definitely eye opening. Um, I think also it's interesting because I have learned kind of how to stretch my time in a day. I think when I first was looking into like having three jobs for six weeks, I was like, okay, well realistically, this job can be done in two hours a day and that job can be done in four hours a day. So together, that's six. And then the other job is seven after that. And since the first two are work from home, like I can kind of do them at the same time and I can eat while I do them. And then, you know, like logistically, yeah, everything is possible. Um, but it just, well, first of all, I didn't have all of the information that I needed of like what the Polar Express was going to entail to be able to like make a good decision about doing it or not. Um, but I did not consider the energy that it was going to take and the energy that I was going to need and the time that I was going to need to recover, to be able to do other things. Um, so that's kind of why I also am ending the podcast a couple weeks earlier than I had originally planned to because I thought that I was going to have time to do it and for the past couple weeks I have like it's currently midnight and I have been recording it at midnight to get it scheduled at six so I could be consistent and like This podcast is not making me any money, so it's not like I need to do it, and it's not something that I enjoy doing at midnight, so I will not be doing it at midnight anymore. I'm starting seminary in January, so I think that will be fun. Um, There will be, I think I'm going to have a lot to talk about on here. Um, so I'm excited about that. I also have um, some travel coming up that I'll be able to tell you guys about. Um, oh, I can tell you a funny story time from the Polar Express. So I met this guy that was really cute and we were flirting for like a couple days and pretty much everybody at the Polar Express is either a child um, or the ones that the people that are older than me are way older, like my parents' age. And I have met, like, I think four people that are closer to my age, but they're all still younger than me. They're, like, late, late 20s, like 26, 27. Um, I have not met anyone else who's 30. I haven't met anyone who's, like, 35. So part of, like, meeting this boy, I was like, okay, he's definitely post-college but he's also definitely not 30. So I was like, I'm not really going to pursue this. Like he can be fun to flirt with here and there. Um, but that's like all that it's going to be. And then I made this friend at the polar express and she, and he and I were all on a train together one day, and it was just so much fun because, she was just watching us flirt with each other and just like kept coming over to me and being like, he's in love with you. Like you guys need to date. Like you guys are so cute. And I was like, he's probably like 24. Like he's probably like a baby and like, "Mm, I don't want to deal with it. Um, and she's like, just ask how old he is. And we're like, how do we, how do we bring this up? Like, how do we bring it was funny because he walked over and just starts asking everybody how old they are, but then he doesn't answer the question. (laughs) Um, and so, anyways, we flirt for a few days and we were having all these conversations about like whether a guy or a girl should make the first move. And so my My girlfriend that's working with me like she had a crush on this other guy that she was telling both of us about and she was like he hasn't asked me out like and I'm giving him all these hints like all the signs and signals are there um and he was like well maybe you should ask him and I was like no if she doesn't want to ask him she shouldn't have to ask him like if all the signs and signals are there like if they're being flirty flirty like he can man up and ask a question like it's not that hard um, and if that's really what she wants, then she shouldn't have to break down and ask if she really wants him to do it. Um, and the lo- <laughs> the look on his face was like so sad. Um, and he walks away and she comes over to me and she's like, I think that was him trying to say that like he wants to ask you out, but he's not brave enough. So he needs you to do it. And I was like, well, tough for him because I'm not doing it. Also, I think he's a child. <laughs> Um, so then we find out he's 27, which is a child to me. Like, I'm just, I'm not interested in dating somebody younger than me literally ever. Like I'm just not, but it gets better because you guys know that my track record with men is so amazing. So <laughs> a couple days ago, um, I'm working with him again and like he and I are in there like unboxing cups and I had mentioned to him the previ- the last time we worked together that "Um, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays by NSYNC is my favorite song. And I didn't even know until the first night that I worked with him that we had like Mariah and Ariana and like actual good music. <laughs> available on the soundtracks. Cause in all the previous trains that I had been on before, we just play the thing straight through and then end it. And I didn't know that there was like an option to play like current Christmas hits. Um, and so he went and turned the song on and he was like, Hey, I'm playing your favorite song for you. And I was like, Oh, thanks. And like, I thought that was so cute. And we were just like sitting there smiling at each other. <laughs> this girl comes behind me and very loudly is like, aren't you engaged to so-and-so <laughs> and this man's face you guys like he is like ju- it was like the whole it was like time stood still like everything froze and I pretty much I was like of of course you're of course you're engaged like why wouldn't you be because dirty ass cheaters are like all that's into to me um, but it just was funny cause he like moved in slow motion and like really struggled to recover from it. And he goes like, yeah, uh, yeah, yes, yes, I, <laughs> And I'm sitting there like, do you not know if you're engaged or not? <laughs> What's going on here? And I just say nothing. Like I'm just sitting there unboxing my mugs and s- just staring straight ahead, like not acknowledging the situation. And then the girl behind me like introduced herself. She's like, "I'm so and so." Like we met wherever. And he was like, "Oh yeah, hi." Good to see you. And like my interpretation of this was that like she and this dude's fiance are friends and she and him probably met somewhere at pass it in passing like at a party or something and he didn't remember her. And so he got caught by his fiance's friend flirting with somebody who's not his fiance, which like tough shit, bro. Um, but then I was telling this story to somebody else that I was working with a couple nights ago or last night and Santa was like in his little hiding room and he comes out and he's like, I hate to break it to you, but that's just men. I mean, they're stupid. We're all, we're all stupid. He's like, not me. Cause I've been happily married for 35 years, but yeah, that tracks. Like I'm, I'm not the slightest bit surprised that like he did that. And I'm like, cool, cool, cool. So (laughs) it's just just literally a whole, but you know, I am like, how do you work with somebody multiple nights in a row for seven to eight hours and never mention your significant other? Like not once. Because y'all know me, when I'm in love, I cannot stop talking about the man. Like I look for excuses to bring up the person that I'm in love with. (laughs) And I feel I even do it with Cameron. Like I look for excuses to talk about Cameron and I'm not even in love with him. Well, I'm in love with him like as my best friend, but you know, um, so that, I don't know. I just feel like that. I feel like it was odd. Um, I hadn't, I haven't seen him in a couple days and, um, he did introduce me to his fiance tonight. Felt super weird. And I am working with the two of them later this week, it's like the three of us together on a train. And I am just like, like, I feel like I did something wrong, (laughs) even though I didn't do anything. But I'm also like, is there like a girl code where you say like, hey, your fiance is out here flirting with other girls and not mentioning that you exist? Like, maybe don't marry him, like, you know, like, I don't know her, like, I don't need to get in their relationship, I don't want to be, like, I did that shit when I was in my 20s, like, I don't care anymore, I don't want to be a part of it, just, like, get me far away, Um, but yeah, I just wanted to share that with you guys, because (laughs) my amazing track record with men is still going strong, Um, yeah, so, Where was I? Why even did I dive into that? I was reading about something. But the next thing on my notes of what I was going to talk about says, we all have different breaking points. Oh, yeah. So I feel like my breaking point with like this guy, I feel like in the past, I would have gone off on him. I would have wrote him a letter. (laughs) I would have wrote his fiance a letter. Um, And it was literally just like, I was like, whatever like i will i'll be i'm literally never going to see you again in my life after this holiday season so i just don't care enough to like have a conversation with you about your behavior like i'm just i'm not interested i don't care so i've just very much like i wave at him from across the train and that's just kind of it and when he comes to visit in between train rides, I ignore him because <laughs> I'm like, get on the energy. Um, but it's the same kind of thing where I f- I'm watching all of these kids working on the Polar Express like be starving and have headaches and get sick, and they they can't advocate for themselves. Like they're putting on these dirty costumes that are covered in last night's sweat because they weren't washed, and they think that's okay. So. I am like okay. I'm pretty much the only adult here. Like I have to speak for everyone, so I'm the one like constantly talking about working conditions and trying to better stuff for like all the children that are working here that don't, you know, haven't had jobs yet and haven't learned that like it can be better and like you don't have to deal with shit like this. Um, and it's the same thing at work and my volunteer roles, like you can always find another job. I promise you. Like if you are in a job that you hate, it is not forever that you can always, always, always find another job. And also every job is teachable. Every job is hard. There are aspects at every job. I don't care what it is that you will love and that you will hate. And it's really just about navigating like what type of things are worth it to you. Like I feel like I used to be much more driven by money than I am now. Like now when I look at jobs, yeah, there. of course there is a number that I have in mind that I want to make to stay comfortable but I'm willing to take a, if I'm comparing two jobs, I'm willing to take a lower paying job if it has certain benefits. Like I really like a nice Google company. I prefer Mac over PC. Um, my manager, like I have very specific needs for a manager. Cause I have had some shitty bosses <laughs> over the years. And I'm just not dealing with it anymore. And especially if you are volunteering for stuff, it's like you are volunteering your time. Like volunteer work should be something that you enjoy. So if you're volunteering and it's feeling like a job job and you're not being paid for it, you have the right to be like, I'm not doing this anymore. <laughs> like, literally and even if it's if you if it's a job job that you're being paid for you have a right to terminate your contract that's what at will employment means um obviously if you have bills to pay and you don't have a nice savings account that can pay your bills for a significant amount of time I strongly suggest that you find a new job before quitting your job but just remember that you can Like, you are not stuck. If you feel stuck, I promise you, you're not. You can can always move. You can always change your job. You can always go back to school. Like, life does not end at 30. Like, you can change your mind tomorrow and start a completely different career path. And maybe it takes you longer to get up to speed, but that doesn't mean that you can't do it. So I just wanted to throw that out there. Um, I have had a lot of hard conversations this week. I mean, my mom and I had a long conversation the other day because last week's podcast upset her. And it was honestly lovely for me. Like it was one of the first times that I can recall that we have not like gotten mad at each other and then just not talked for a few days and then just had to pretend that it didn't happen. But we just like looked each other in the eye, addressed it head on, said like, here's how I feel. Here's how I feel. Like calmly sat there and listened to each other and like got through it and it was fine um so for people that like if you're someone who is not super emotional and you're not good at opening up and it's from a a place of fear like if you if you're scared that if you open up people aren't gonna like you or people are gonna be mean to you or people are gonna hurt you like envision like what is the absolute worst case scenario and then ask yourself is that realistic because at the end of the day being able to honestly say like hey I did this thing and I'm not proud of it and it wasn't a good thing and it hurt somebody and I'm sorry I shouldn't have done it I wish I could take it back whatever it is, like, if you say that, the world will not end. The walls will not crumble. Like, you're, the earth is going to keep spinning and you are going to be just fine. Um, I've had, well, I don't even know if I can call these hard conversations. I've had a lot of conversations with the hospital, because of the biopsy from hell which I finally got results in and they told me that my results are normal and my doctor wants to talk to me on Monday to discuss and I'm like what's there to discuss if the results are normal also when I got the biopsy the nurses told me that I would have results that day And then after a week and a half of waiting, I called my doctor's office to ask when the results were coming in. And the dude that I talked to on the phone told me that it took two to three weeks. And he put me on hold for like 20 minutes to find a nurse asking for nurses. And he was like, oh, so sorry. Like they all said it's going to be two to three weeks, whatever. So I waited three weeks. It's now been four weeks. (laughs) And so I sent an email and I was like, hello, can someone please give me an update? Because here's what I was told the day of. Here's what I was told three weeks ago. It's been a month now. Like, what's going on? And the nurse's response did not even address any of my questions or like why it's taking so long. It just said your results are normal. Your doctor would like to talk to you on Monday. Like, okay. Um... I did get the bill taken care of by the hospital so that's nice I did that took many many phone calls and, and complaining um but at the end of the day I don't have to pay the bill and that's really all that I care about um but I am like done with this hospital <laughs> like very very done um I have had some hard conversations with like different people in the the two places that I volunteer, like I volunteer at church and I volunteer with my sorority. And both of those are things where like people don't respond to me super well. Um, and I'm just, you know, and I just very clearly told both of them this week, like, I need you to communicate with me or I'm not doing this anymore. Like I'm doing this for free. I'm helping you do your job that you are paid to do. And if you can't answer emails, then there's no, you know, there's nothing for me to do here. Like, I don't, this is a waste of my time. Um, And then I would say the Polar Express has been hard conversations, but it's more just been me filling out forms, complaining and sending long emails to people that refuse to respond to me. (laughs) So it just kind of is what it is. Movie or TV recommendation, I started Candy Cane Lane on Prime Video, I've watched like the first 15 minutes, I loved the first 15 minutes, I would like to finish the movie, but as y'all know, I am stuck on the damn train every day of December, Um, so I did email them today, and I said like, I very much would like to never work on this train again, And I know that there are other people that you employ who need this job to pay their bills. So please give my shifts away to them. Um, So I'm waiting to see if my shifts get given away and or if other concerns that I have brought up to them get addressed. Um, And if I if they are not addressed by the time my family and I leave for vacation in another week here, then I'm going to quit like I'm going to come back from vacation and just not return to the polar express because I, you know what I'm tired. I am releasing everything. Um, and I think the other thing I've learned through all of this is just like, I thought that like the Polar Express was going to be so fun because I love Christmas. And I was like, oh my gosh, seeing Christmas lights and singing to Christmas music every day is going to be so fun. But it's like, that's fun for me in the past because the Christmas lights in my house are exactly as I want them to be. (laughs) And the Christmas music that I play in my house is exactly as I want it to be. (laughs) And while the hot choke. And while the hot cocoa on the Polar Express is superb, like, love it, I would rather be drinking my own hot cocoa on my couch watching Candy Cane Lane and Elf. And the fact that I have not had a single night free to just enjoy a Christmas movie is making me so sad. I can't even... You guys, I still haven't finished... What season of Grey's was I watching? I think eight. I haven't finished season eight of Grey's. Or whatever season. Was I on season six? See, I don't even remember. But yeah, if anyone has like specific topics that you would like to discuss or like feedback you want to give me about how obnoxious my rambling is, please email realhonestpod at gmail.com um, and let me know. But... I hope that you all spend the rest of December like resting and reflecting and enjoying Um, something that I really like to do at the end of the year is I go through my planner to see like what seasons was I using my planner, what seasons was I not. I do a reflection at the end of every month where I journal about like how I spent my time and how I feel about it, like how I felt about work that month, how I felt about like personal creative projects that month, how I felt about my friends and my family and like things I want to repeat and things that I want to change. I also keep a gratitude box that instead of opening it on the new year, I open it on my birthday. So throughout the year I write like things that I'm grateful for on tiny slips of paper and I keep them all in this box. And then on my birthday, like I open the box and I just read about everything that I'm grateful for since my last birthday. Um, but so that's also like a th- cool thing you could do like for the new year. Um, And I also am just going to set some, um, I'm also going to work on my goal setting for 2024. Um, and I'm very ambitious, obviously, as you guys know, I have a lot of goals. And one of the hardest things for me is that like, I, I have the capacity to do a lot, you know? Like, I'm doing the the three jobs and the two volunteers thing, plus being a daughter and a sister and a friend. Like, I'm doing it. And honestly, I think I'm doing all of it pretty damn well. <laughs> I'm just not enjoying it, and I don't have any time to rest and recharge, and, like, that's really what I want back is my quiet evenings alone. <laughs> um, but I just... I say all that to say I think if you don't already have an annual practice of this, it's worth spending some time before the new year asking yourself, what do I want to do with my time? Both like, you know, like work and like things that you do with your time, but also who you spend your time with. You know, evaluate who am I spending my time with? Why am I spending my time with these people? Do I want to spend more time with these people? Do I want to spend less time with these people? Like, what do I want to do differently? And then set some realistic goals. And an example of a realistic goal, I mean, I you know, everyone says smart goals. Like, they have to be, what is it? I don't know what the S is, but measurable attainable realistic time-based um but I'm thinking more along the lines of like so for example I type really fast okay like I've done a typing test one day and I went to this writer's workshop where we all like did timed sprints and I learned that I can write a novel in 30 days If I spend 30 to 45 minutes a day writing, that's really not a lot of time. That's like very quick to pump out a novel. I don't write that often. I don't write every day. I don't even write every week. And usually when I work on my novel, I spend like a couple of hours reading what I've already written and like brainstorming and thinking. And I write like maybe a paragraph at the end of those two hours. So that doesn't really match up with like me being able to write a novel in a month. And, but if I ever get to a point where I set aside 30 minutes a day to actually write, I totally can write a novel in a month. Um, and I know that that's possible. But that's not where I should start because I haven't built that habit yet. So I think it's more like there is some, some truth to like if you're wanting to start a workout habit, like maybe your first goal is just putting your shoes by the door and then maybe you set a goal of driving to the gym every day and maybe you don't go in the gym and you don't work out and you don't take the class, but you just get yourself in the habit of getting in the car and going there every day and then your next step is to go in and take the class or whatever it is. Um, something that I am going to change in 2024 is I'm going to choose a focus for each month and then I'm going to release anything that is not helping me hit that focus. Um, so for example, like national novel writers month is November and I have never like successfully really like hard tried NaNoWriMo for all 30 days, Um, mostly because November has like the kickoff is on Halloween and I'm always doing a horror movie marathon and then Thanksgiving is in November and that's usually like a trying time for me that I'm not in the mood and I don't want to write. Um, this year I didn't think about, well, I shouldn't say I didn't think about, I did not know how many hours of my day (laughs) the Polar Express was going to take. So I thought that I could still do NaNoWriMo, But now that I know, it's the kind of thing where like, if I've already chosen that in November, I am going to focus on writing, then anything else that I get asked to do in November, the first thing I'm going to do is ask myself, is that going to help me hit my writing goal? And if not, then the answer is no. Um, of course, next November is like a whole year away. And like, yes, I do plan that far ahead, but something closer is like seminary. Okay. So I'm starting seminary at the end of January. It's like the last week of January. So this is probably more of a goal for February, but my focus end of January and all through February is going to be getting acclimated at seminary, like getting back in the groove of going to class and studying and doing homework. So like anybody that asks me to hang out, if anyone's trying to have me listen to 30 minute long voice notes or like whatever it is, or um, like people want me to travel and go visit them, I'm going to be asking myself, is taking a trip to California this weekend going to help me focus on seminary? No. (laughs) No. And that's just how I'm going to be setting my boundaries in 2024 is just really, really, really protecting my time and just telling people upfront, like, here's the time that I'm going to give you. Here's the energy that I'm going to give you. Here's the time and energy that I'm requesting from you. Can we match that up? And if the answer is no, no hard feelings. We don't need to cry about it. Like, move on. Like, thank you for being in my life for that season you're not in my life for this season. And maybe you're not in my, maybe this season that you're not in my life in is a month. Maybe it's six. Maybe it's a, a like a literal season season, but you never know. Um, okay. So yeah, that was a long ramble. I hope I said something in there that helped somebody, but thank you all so much for listening. Have a very Merry Christmas. If you don't celebrate Christmas, happy Hanukkah, happy Kwanzaa. I, um, I don't know all the holidays. I'm sorry. Um, if you celebrate something else, happy that happy holidays to everyone. Happy new year, happy reflection time. I hope really sincerely hope that everyone listening to this, like has time to just, relax like to soak in the bathtub with like lavender essential oil because that's what I want to be doing and I can't um anyway have a great end of the year and I will talk to you all in 2024 Things are gonna knock you down, avoidance will that help you out Let's talk it through You, me and you, let's keep it real honest